Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 124-108 win over the Golden State Warriors. The Hawks go in and get a much-needed win behind a career night performance from John Collins. We'll also talk about the Hawks trading Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks went into Golden State and just really took care of business. After two tough losses, the Hawks came back and evened this road trip to 2-2, two and two, and it really came behind the performances of John Collins and Clint Capella. John Collins, what can we say about his night? He was 14 of 19, 4 of 5 from 3, 6 of 7 from the free throw line. That's right, he got 7 free throw attempts, finished the night with a career-high 38 points. He also had 12 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and only 3 fouls. It was just... John Collins was perfect in the first half of the game. The Warriors didn't have anyone in the middle who could really handle him. The Warriors were starting uh, their rookie number two overall pick, James Wiseman and Draymond Green. Um, And the Hawks really dominated the paint, which is what they should do with Clint Capella and John Collins against that matchup. Capella had a great game. He was 8 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 on his free throws for 18 points. Had 15 rebounds, two steals, three blocks. Um, But the two big men in the middle for the Hawks really controlled this game. And I thought a very big part of this was not letting the Warriors get second chance opportunities. The Warriors shot the ball pretty well. They were 39 of 78 from the field for 50%. And they were 12 of 28 from three for 43%. Um, They also got to the free throw line 26 times and made 18 of those. The Warriors were getting every and one possible. I think the refs gave, like, if there was a stat for how many potential and ones you could give, the Warriors would have cashed in all of those. It would be 100%. And as a Hawks fan, it's just always a little disconcerting or just, like, it feels weird to see teams and other players get the continuation call when Trey Young, who actually did get an and one call in this game, which was stunning, but Trey Young never gets the call And James Wiseman got a call on Danilo Gallinari where he got fouled, took like two steps, lays the ball in, and got a continuation. And I guess the officials have been so trained to be like just trigger, pull, call the foul immediately when Trey Young gets fouled, and so he doesn't have time to get the continuation. But they gave a lot of leniency to these other players. And um, the Warriors, there were a couple of times the Hawks were trying to stop fast breaks and, and things like that, and Bogdan Bogdanovich tried to hold... Wiggins down, Andrew Wiggins, who we'll get to, who had a wonderful night, was really the only warrior doing anything. But Bogdan tried to hold Wiggins down and wasn't able to to stop him from getting the ball up and scoring an and one. So certainly some of the and ones were true and ones. But again, as a Hawks fan, we see Trey Young get hit every night. And whether he's going for a layup or getting a shot up, now he doesn't even know whether to take the shot or make it a pass. He never gets the free throw call. And so to see the Warriors just get so many and ones. And really that was a big thing that helped them keep this game somewhat close. The Hawks really took control in the second quarter, but it was just kind of disconcerting. Um, The rest of the starting lineup, Trey Young to get to him, had a very nice game, six of 14 from the field, only hit one three, one of six. He was eight of nine from the free throw line for 21 points. Trey had 15 rebounds. I mean, 15 assists, excuse me, and only four turnovers. And there was really, the Warriors were really trying to double team and get the ball out of Trey Young's hands. He did a nice job of not getting, not being sped up by that double team and really taking time to find his teammates. 
and he had just some just classic Trey Young, beautiful assists. He again found Clint Capella down in the middle when no one was there out of a double team for an easy layup. He had a couple lobs. Uh, John Collins, who had two assists, one of his assists was on a fast break between him and Clint Capella, and John was able to get the lob up for Clint Capella. But uh, Trey Young, 15 assists, four turnovers. That's what you want for your your starting point guard. And it was just really, really nice performance from Trey, um, especially getting into the paint as well. His floater, again, was falling. Um, Trey has really relied on that floater, and it's good to see now kind of, you know, we're at game 46 of the of the season, and it's really falling with some consistency, and that's been one bright spot of this road trip. Bogdan Bogdanovich made his way into the starting lineup. He was 5 of 9, 1 of 5 from three-point line for 11 points. He also had five assists and a steal. Uh, Bogdan had seven first-quarter points, and I think that was a big thing the Hawks were looking for from that shooting guard position. Kevin Herter has been shooting the ball well, but he just not has not been assertive. Um, and the Hawks really, I think, benefit from having another player who, outside of Trey Young in that starting unit, can dribble the ball and is going to be okay at the end of the shot clock taking a shot. A couple times, the Warriors got the ball out of the uh, Trey Young's hands, and Trey was able to get it to Bogdan, who was going to the basket. He was really attacking the basket, and um, it's nice to see Bogdan do a, a, continue to play well and do a nice job in that starting lineup. Finally, we get to Tony Snell, who was just two of two, one of one from his three-point uh, shot for five points. He had three rebounds and two assists. Uh, Tony Snell just doing Tony Snell things. It was This game kind of got out of hand at the end. Uh, both Bogdan and Snell only had to play like fewer than 25 minutes in this game, but Tony Snell continues just to, to be a steady player, steady starter for the Hawks. Off the bench, the Hawks got 12 points from Danilo Gallinari. They got five points and five assists from Kevin Herter. Aneka Kongwu came in for his kind of one one stint, one run. He was one of two from the field, had two points and two rebounds. Um, Skylar Mays was made the primary backup with the trade with Rajan Rondo not being completed, and Lou Williams was not there for the game. Uh, Skylar Mays was the primary backup point guard. He was one of three from the field, hit a three-pointer, one of two from the free-throw line, had four points and four uh, rebounds and then Solomon Hill came back and in the fourth quarter again the Hawks pushed this lead all the way up to 20 over 20 points um, and there was a few times that the Warriors threatened to get it you know not anywhere close they they closed it to about 10 or 9 a few times but uh, Solomon Hill had back-to-back threes uh, at an important point in the game and he was three of four from the field two of three from three-point land had eight points and two steals again he had one shot in the first half where he got to the basket, and I don't know if the ball was poked out of his hand or what happened, but he threw it up. It was like what Allen Iverson did when Kevin Carnett used to like block shots after the whistle was called, and Iverson just threw the ball up as high as possible, as high as he possibly could, and got it to fall. This shot from uh, Solomon Hill went up and then like just perfectly swished, but Eight points from Solomon Hill. It was really good to see Solomon Hill have a nice little performance and get his three ball back on track. It has felt the last few games that uh, Solomon Hill had not been the same three-pointer that we had at the beginning of the season. The Hawks shot the ball just extremely well. Um, they were 55% from the field, 46 of 84. They shot 39% from three. They were actually shooting it at 50% from three for most of the game, and then towards the end they were missing a few, but they were 13 of 33 from three, 19 of 23. 23- 19 of 24 at the free throw line. And then the big difference in the game, something I was so happy to see the Hawks really take advantage of and really just 
dominate was on the rebounds. The Hawks out-rebounded the Golden State Warriors by 12, and they out-rebounded them on the offensive side of the ball by 3. But it, the Hawks had 45 rebounds, 8 of those offensive, compared to just 33 to the Warriors with 5 offensive rebounds. And just getting the Warriors, who were shooting the ball well, but to get the Warriors to have one shot and that was it, I think that's something that the Hawks really got to try to do moving forward. Um, of course, the next game is coming up against the Nuggets. It's going to be a lot uh, harder to keep Jokic out of the paint and, and do as good a job on the rebounding. But if the Hawks can control the paint like they did against the Warriors, they're going to have a lot more wins like this one where they just they, they push the lead up so uh, so much that teams can't help to can't really have any chance to get back because they just have one shot and then the Hawks have the ball and are able to run their offense. Um, but it was just really good to see. I thought the the paint would be an important part of this game and for the Hawks to go in and really take care of a rookie and then Draymond Green, who's a little undersized um, and is not quite the player he was a few years ago. It was just awesome. The Hawks had 31 assists. The ball was definitely moving a lot more than it was in that uh, Kings game. Um, after the game, Nate McMillan talked a little bit of, you know, getting John Collins in some matchups that benefit him and, and some of these ISOs. But I'm glad that the Hawks didn't do it as much as they did against that Kings game. I, I, it's certainly good for the Hawks to get Danilo Gallinari to get John Collins in these mismatches. Um, certainly, John Collins has done a good job of, like, really being effective in the paint when he gets the ball deep. And Danilo just is gets to his old man game, is really able to shoot over a lot of smaller defenders in that area. But the ball was moving, and to get 31 assists is something, again, the Hawks should be shooting for 25 to 30 assists every game. Um, so just really strong performances overall for the Hawks. This game, the Hawks, it was pretty close at the end of the first quarter, and the Hawks went on a little spurt to give themselves some distance. It was 33 to 26 after the first quarter and then the Hawks just blew it open in the second quarter it was 37 to 26 they went on a big run when the starters came back in in the second half of the second quarter um, and eventually at halftime it was 70 to 52 Hawks and despite Andrew Wiggins best effort the Hawks never really gave up that lead there was a few times where Nate McMillan had to call a timeout but the Hawks never let the lead get below 10 points and they did an awesome job of just again any time that the Warriors were taking a shot, they were getting one shot attempt. That was it. And then the Hawks were taking the ball and going down to, to play offense on the other end. Andrew Wiggins, I talked about a couple times how well he played. He had 29 points. He was 4 of 7 from the three-point line. And really, he was the Warrior keeping the, the Warriors in the game. Um, it felt like any time the Hawks were almost you know pressing the lead over 20 points, uh, Wiggins would come in and hit a couple threes. In fact, starting the second half, he took that – over 20 point lead um or 18 point lead and he hit two threes back to back to kind of cut the lead to a manageable 16 points and that really that kind of quick timeout out of uh, Nate McMillan um he also had seven rebounds three assists and two blocks and again he was attacking the basket he was shooting the three ball Andrew Wiggins three isn't always falling super cons um consistently um and he really had it going against the Hawks and uh, again, he just, it felt like if they didn't have Andrew Wiggins, it would have been a real long night for the Golden State Warriors. Um, James Wiseman, their number two overall pick, had 18 points. He started the game for the Warriors um, with a banked in long two. Um, but he has a nice shot, but he only had five rebounds. Again, the Hawks, Clint Capella being a similar sized big and being much more experienced than Wiseman, I thought they did an excellent job on the young guy. 
and then John Collins being in there as well just did not it really limited what the Warriors could do on the glass um Kelly Oubre Jr. had a nice game he's been a noted Hawks hater in the past the Hawks kind of kept him in check he had 14 points six rebounds two assists two steals you know with Kelly Oubre Jr. there's going to be one get dunk a game and he got his dunk but he did not go crazy or anything and did not hit a bunch of threes um and again I, I really do think that the Hawks controlling the paint and not letting the Warriors get a lot of second chance opportunities get a lot of uh, second chance three opportunities was big and then finally finally Poole rounded out the starters for the Warriors um he had 15 points four assists and he had a nice play where he broke John Collins ankle got to the basket and dunked it but uh the Hawks just did a good job of really controlling what the Warriors were doing Draymond Green started he had a very weird line where he had zero points he had zero shot attempts he had two rebounds and nine assists. I thought it was kind of obvious that uh, Draymond was really just trying to get Wiseman going. Um, a lot of his passes were getting the big man the ball in advantageous positions. And uh, Draymond, without Steph Curry and without uh, Clay Thompson, who were both out, it's just tough for him to be out there with a bunch of young kids and kind of play his really, really uh, just veteran savvy game out there but uh the Hawks went in and they absolutely took care of business against the Warriors again to even this uh road trip to two and two now is really big the Hawks have again a really tough game um on Sunday against the Denver Nuggets the Nuggets will be getting Aaron Gordon who they just traded for and so it'll be Gordon's first game with the Nuggets and you know he's going to want to uh put up a very strong performance especially in Denver and for the Hawks they got to do something that Nate McMillan has talked about where early in the season they would have a losing streak of maybe two games or three games and then they get a win and they wouldn't turn that win into a winning streak they would then have another loss and have another you know one or two game slide and not be able to string together wins and so after having some two really winnable games just kind of be unable to close at the end and then finally get a game where they just took care of business, beat a team that they're better than, especially when the Warriors don't have Steph Curry. Um, I'm really interested to see how they perform against the Denver Nuggets, who are trying to be one of the best teams in the West. And the Hawks have played well against the Nuggets. They beat the Nuggets earlier this season. Um, and I am interested to see if the Hawks get DeAndre Hunter back. Hunter had a little bit of swelling in the knee that he had his surgery on, and so he d was unable to play. Um and so if Hunter's able to come back, if if Bogdan can continue to play well in that starting role, and uh, if the Hawks are able to have Lou Williams be uh, in uniform and available, um, it's going to be there's a lot to watch for on that Sunday game. Getting to the Lou Williams now on the Hawks, the Hawks made a trade on Thursday. Thursday was the trade deadline in the NBA, and the Hawks made a trade. They traded Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams two second round picks and some cash the second round picks are portland's 2023 second round pick and then the clippers own 2027 second round pick so those picks are a little ways away but it was nice for the hawks to get um other compensation on top of just lou williams i think that's a big win for the hawks uh, rajon rondo had not he had a had a few games where he had played really well but overall he had not provided provided a big offensive punch off the bench for the Hawks. He had been a very good steward and a very good, I think, 
teacher for the young guys, but um, when he got on the court, he just wasn't making the right plays, wasn't making plays um, to get the Hawks in a position to win, I thought, most of the time while he was out there. Uh, the Clippers, I think, are a much more veteran-laden team and will be able to use his skills a little bit more. And then the Hawks getting Lou Williams back. This is Lou Williams' second time coming back to the uh, Atlanta Hawks. He'll be a big offensive punch off the, the bench. There's one thing that Lou Williams can do is he can score really well. With the Clippers, for a lot of his time that he played in L.A., he had a really nice pick-and-roll mate with Montrez Harrell. So I'm really interested to see if he can develop um, any of that chemistry with the Hawks bigs, whether that be John Collins in the second unit or Aneka Okongwu um, in the second unit, whoever the big the Hawks decide to play with that second unit is. But I thought the Hawks did a really nice piece of business getting Lou Williams uh, for Rajon Rondo and then getting a couple of second-round picks. Um, I am. I, it hasn't been said whether or not Lou Williams is going to be available for that Denver game, but I, that would be a very big thing for the Hawks if they were able to get him into uniform. Of course, with uh, all the protocols this season and how strange of a season it's been, we'll see if that happens. But um, I think this game with the, the Nuggets, it's going to be a very interesting one to watch for any Hawks fans just to see if they can continue this win streak, You know, maybe get above 500 for this road trip. This win in Golden State lifted the Hawks to 23 and 22, which is huge. But if they can stay over 500 for the road trip, and if they can get some of these players back, we'll see if DeAndre Hunter's back. We'll see if Lou Williams is back. But we will talk about that game on Sunday. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!